Blog Talk Radio.
Hello. Welcome to tonight's show. I am your host tonight, Tanisha. Terrence is out running an errand for me, and he's not going to probably make it back in time because he's over an hour away from the house. But welcome to tonight's show. Today is July 26. It's 2023, 7:12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Very excited to be here. Um, we took off last week because our oldest was in town. But if you all were listening the last time we did a show, that was on the 12th, then you might remember us talking about um, how soon the, 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 the government was going to say aliens are real, right? We talked about that. I told you guys how when I was younger, I had a coworker that used to wear a shirt that had an alien with a red circle slash. So basically no alien. And we would make fun of him and call him no alien. But, you know, one day we just decided to ask him about it. And he said God had revealed to him that in the end times that that was going to be something that was used to deceive people that, you know, they were going to say aliens were real and really was going to be demons. Um, but that was going to be like a sign that, it's, that we're in the end times. And I believed him. You know, I immediately believed him. I've always believed that. And um, la- uh, the last show that we did on the 12th, we um, talked about that. And so today I was watching there. I guess they're having, let me pull up the article because I have it on my computer. And I'm in my office today. Hopefully I didn't click off of it. Let me see. I think I did. No, you know what? I sent the article to Terrence and Randy and my sister. Let me find it. Okay, yeah, so there was a whistleblower. Um, There's a UFO hearing, right? There's been UFO hearings. There was a whistleblower that told uh, Congress that there were... um, uh, UFOs that the that the government's been hiding, um, UFOs and UAPs or UFOs alleging at a hearing that executive branch agencies have withheld information about the mysterious objects for years. So David Grush, who served for 14 years as an intelligence officer in the Air Force, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, appeared before the House Oversight Committee's National Security Subcommittee alongside two former fighter pilots with firsthand experience with UAP. Um, He told lawmakers that he was informed of multiple decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program during the course of his work examining classified programs. He said he was denied access to those programs when he requested it and accused the military of misappropriating funds to shield these operations from congressional oversight. He later said he had interviewed officials who had direct knowledge of aircraft with non-human origins and that so-called biologics were recovered from some craft. So what this whistleblower is telling Congress is that the government has had knowledge of UFOs and that they also have um, evidence of non-human pilots of the said UFOs. So we were just talking about this literally a couple weeks ago. Now this is one of the top stories today. Um, So the scripture that I have 
Hold on, Terrence is texting me. Okay. So let's go here to the scripture that the Lord just gave me, like actually during the music. Um, we're going to go here to John 14, 1. And this is red, right? So we know that the words of red in the Bible, at least the Bible we have now, uh, is representative, uh, represents uh, things that Christ said. And I'm going to get to why I just said that last statement. So he says, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly. Believe confidently in God and trust in him. Have faith, hold on to it, rely on, keep going, and believe also in me. Um, that's what we do. Because you're going to start hearing some really kooky, wacky, troubling things in uh, the upcoming days, months, years, right? Um, very disturbing things. Um, and, and, and this is what the Lord tells us. Do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly, believe confidently in God and trust in him, have faith, hold on to it, rely on it, keep going, and believe also in me. Now, that's the Amplify, which breaks it down. Let's compare it to the, uh, the uh, New International Version, which says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. King James says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. This is what we need to do all the time, not just because things are getting weird, but this is how we live our life. Um, because you're going to hear a lot of things that are not believable. You're going to hear things that are contrary to the word of God. And how are you going to know that it's contrary to the word of God if you don't read the word of God? Which is why for the last few years, <laughs> Terrence and I have been stressing, get into your word. Read your word. Know it in and out. And not only that, but Strengthen your relationship with God, period, period. Like you, you need to be able to hear his voice. You need to know how he speaks to you, right? Because some people, they hear audible voice. Sometimes it's impressions. It's different for everyone. But you need to really be strengthened in that relationship uh, with, with God because there's going to be things that's going to come out that's going to be contrary. And when we talked about this whole alien thing a couple weeks ago, what God revealed to me, part of the reason why it's coming out is because it's going to be part of what they push for the one world religion that's coming out, that they're going to push this one world religion. So it's going to be, you know, it's not going to come off scary. It's going to come in this whole, we, we're, we're all one, right? Man, intergalactic people, intergalactic beings or whatever. And they're going to try to dismiss the Bible by saying, you know, if you read the Bible, it, it, it's saying that God is the God of humans, right? Because he made man in his own image, not dog, cat, elephants, you know, not birds, but humans, right? Man, mankind in his image. And, it, and, and it's a story of, of the redemption of, of humans to God, right? And saying that we have the dominion of the earth and, and so on and so forth. And they're going to try to say, well, this can't be true because how do you explain, you know, the, 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 the aliens, like why there's no account of them, that there's, there's nothing in this Bible that talks about um, aliens. So surely this isn't a, a legit re religion because we have proof now that aliens are real. That's, that's what they're going to try to push with this one world religion. So just like how there's going to be, um, they're going to try to push for this one world government, they're also going to try to push for a one world religion. And so this whole alien thing 
is going to play into it. And so some might say, well, what are they then? If they're not real, what are they? If, 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 they found, if they found something that's not of this planet, right? Because they said it was, let's go back to the article. What, is, what was the verbiage he used? Um, it said with non-human origins. Well, 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 felines are non-human. Dogs are non-human. So to me, you know, it's like they're saying things, but they're not saying things, but they're trying to um, imply. And I'm, I'm really big on, on communication. I hear what a person says and what they don't say. Non-human doesn't tell me that it's not of this world. You know what I'm saying? So whatever. But let's say that they do some further testing and they can't match it to any creature that they've ever tested or have DNA profiles on. So in essence, if they say that it is something that is not here in the earth, then it's demonic, period. So it doesn't matter what it is. If they try to come with the alien stuff, it's demonic. If, and, and we talked about even how they're going to try to come and say mermaids and stuff are uh, are real and sea creatures and all this other kind of stuff. They're going to try to push that. And if they are, right, if they have some way to, to really show that there's something, that's, it's demonic. It's not of God. Um, because one thing that the enemy is always trying to do, the enemy is always trying to, to play God. Is even when you read the Old Testament, there was a time where angels were um, uh, having sexual relations with women and created this whole other race of, of, of people called uh, Nephilim. And they were, uh, the Bible doesn't talk a lot about them, but they were, uh, they were, they were mighty. They were, they were strong. They were huge. They were giants. And those uh, angels who procreated with women were, were thrown into the abyss. They were punished. Um, some some fear, you know, some some say that they believe that they were put into the seas and that they did procreate with fish and created these mermaids. I don't know, but what I do know is that if if they try to come and say that that's real and that's going to be part of this whole push for the one world religion, or if they try to say yes, aliens are real, I don't care what whether it's in the sea or the air, it's demonic. And what we need to be focused on is what does God say? Because there's going to be all sorts of wild theories. There's going to be all sorts of madness that's going to be pushed, all sorts of it. And they're going to try to come with their quote-unquote proof and their quote-unquote facts. But I'm listening to what the Word of God has to say. I don't care what man says. What does God say? And that's what we all need to do, and that's what we need to focus on. And we need not to be, you know, concerned or worried because Jesus tells us, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly, believe confidently in God and trust in him, have faith, hold on to it, rely on it, keep going, and believe also in me. And so you need to know what does the word of God have to say. Because the word of God speaks to living word. We serve a living God. What does God have to say about all this stuff that's going on? What does God have to say about the end times? It's in here. And so study it. So that you know, so that you're not deceived, because even the elect are going to be, some of the elect are going to be deceived. Who are the elect? They're not the world, right? So even some people who are professed believers are going to be deceived. How? Because they're going to come with their proofs, facts, and evidence. One of the first things that the Lord did with me, because when I came into um, 
the, the, the body. I was a very logical person. I needed, I needed proof. And so coming into faith, faith is the, the, the substance of things hoped for, right? The evidence of things unseen. So that's the opposite, <laughs> right? That's the opposite of proof. Like you believe first and then you see where I came in seeing is believing. And so one of the first things God cut from me is that, that, that way that I thought he, he rewired my thinking. And, and a lot of people still believe like that. Like as long as they can prove it, right, then they believe it. And, 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 you know, we live in a time where they can make anything out to be anything. Like, how do you know what they're saying is true? Like, just like when, you know, you study history, right? I remember uh, learning about, you know, America when I was a little kid, and they said Christopher Columbus discovered America, and, and, and the, the, the Indians were here, and they, you know, decided they were going to share the land and all that kind of stuff. That was a, a load. There was absolutely no truth to that. How do you discover something that's already occupied, first and foremost, right? But this was history. This is what we had been taught. So how do you know? You know, and then it came out later that what really went down, like my kids, by the time they were in school, and I still have school-age children, but my older ones, because I have uh, three adult children too, but by the time they were in school, they were taught different, like about the rapes and, and the disease that they brought coming over here and and the trickery and the, the, the laws that were passed to just take their land and all that kind of stuff. So they were taught more of what was likely the truth than what I was taught. I was taught, you know, it was some big kumbaya festival. Everybody was eating roasted weenies and marshmallows over the fireplace and decided it's not, this land is your land and my land. It's for everybody. That's what I was taught. I never believed it, even as a child. I was like, that don't sound right. I just don't let somebody, they already live in here. They're peaceful people. This and these people come over here and just, start building and doing things opposite, and they are about gatekeeping the land and all this, and they're building and chopping down trees. It just never made sense to me. So it's like, even if they come with these quote-unquote facts, how do you know it's a fact? You know, I've always liked the study of history and took a liking to Egyptology when I was a child. And they would date things, right? They would say, oh, we found these hieroglyphics or we found this cave or we found this that, and the other and based on testing it's dating to be 10,000 years old or a million years old or whatever how do you know that if you were around 10,000 years ago how do you know that that's the truth how, how can how, how do you know that that's factual now they can come with all these theories right but there's no way of knowing for absolute certain unless it was dated, like, you know, some documents have been dated where it says what date. But the point is, I'm not trying to get you to be, you know, paranoid about information, but my point is that facts presented by man, how do you know it's really facts? You need to trust God, what God says is facts. That's, that's the truth. Everything else is questionable. And, and we live in a time now where, where people are very motive-driven or political driven. So they can bend and twist things to be facts. I can make something, let's say I'm about to start a bakery and I I really want my bakery to take off. Well, I can get two of my kids and one neighbor and have them test my my, my cupcakes 
And then my two kids, I know they love the cupcakes. They go, oh, they're delicious. And Abe says, oh, it's cool. You know, I've had better. And I could, I could say it's a fact that during a taste test, majority absolutely loved it, said these cupcakes were outstanding. And, and now that's a quote, unquote, fact, because I said I did a taste test. Now, what I didn't say is that the taste test had my kids. And what I didn't say is that I used flavors that I knew my kid liked to skew the numbers. But I could say that that's a fact. So be careful if, if you have the mentality where you believe everything that's said is fact, that it's actual facts. Because God left us with the Holy Spirit we possess that will bring us into all truth. And we need to be relying on the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of stuff is going to come out as facts that's going to be very sketchy. And it's not going to look sketchy. But something inside of you might say, hmm. I don't know. And you, you best be consulting God and trusting him because, like I said, things are going to get weird. <laughs> it's going to get weird in the news. And don't be troubled, but be be on alert. Be on alert and be reading your word because if you don't know what it says, You don't know what it doesn't say. And somebody could say, oh, yeah, because the word of God says this. I see it all the time, especially on social media. You know, I recently saw somebody post something. It was a Christian-based page, and it said, uh, you know, I can't remember. I think it was Isaiah 20, 22. Let me pull that up. Let's see. No, it wasn't 2022 because there is no 2022. It was, I know it was in Isaiah. Let me see if I can remember. Go back to Isaiah. I'm pulling it up on my... What was it, Lord? Help me. No, it wasn't 22. Not going to spend a lot of time looking for it. But what the person that did, they took a scripture and they, like, took the bottom of, like, it's like how some scriptures is is several, um, it could be more than one sentence. Um, And they took it and they took, like, the bottom sentence and made that the scripture. Like, they was like, Isaiah, you know, 24 or whatever. And they put, like, the bottom part of the sentence but didn't put the rest of it. So it took it completely out of context. And then the message was very positive. They're like, I don't worry about anything because Isaiah blah, 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 blah says this. And I'm like, and when I saw it, I said, it don't say that. Like, it just, something didn't ring true to me. I'm like, there's some truth to that, but that's not what it says. So I pulled it up. And sure enough, I'm like, oh, they took the bottom part of what it says and like chopped off the whole rest of it to fit the narrative that, you know, that they were trying to roll with. And it got so many likes and people, you know, I was reading the comments and they're, oh, yeah, give me comfort. What? How does it give you comfort? Clearly you didn't read the scripture because that's not even what it says. But for me, it's like the Holy Spirit alarm bells went off. I'm like, "Mm, 
I mean, it looked great. It had the soothing music and the babbling brook as the background. I mean, it was beautiful. But I was like, it don't say that. And I'm not like, you know, a person who says that I know every scripture by heart, but I knew that. And I'm like, that. it don't say that. Because I, I, I read my word. I'm, I need to read it more, and I'm going to. Because right now I'm studying, uh, I've been studying this week, rather, um, Hades versus Gehenna. And the different, like, um, levels of hell. Because some people think of hell, they think of it as one place. Um, I, I, I do not believe that. One place I was listening to even um, Deborah's Revelation series, and she was talking about how like somebody could say, "Oh, they go to the United States," but if you say you went to California, you went to New York, those are two different places. They are both in the United States, but they're two different places. You're gonna have two different experiences. If you go to the beach or versus somewhere like Arizona, that's like desert mountains and stuff. These are not the same. And um, that got my wheels spinning when I heard that. Cause I'm like, that's true because I've had a, you know, I've been to hell. And you can probably listen to the archives, but I've talked about it uh, several times on the show. And the part of hell that I was in, it wasn't, I, I, I don't recall like burning. I recall it being very dark, um, very horrible. And I could smell burning. I could smell sulfur. Remember that? As, along with every other horrible smell that you can possibly think of. Along with um, the, the main thing that stood out to me was, the torment of knowing I, I didn't have to be there, right? Because I still felt like like how I feel now, still reason, thought, just like I am now, even though I was a, you know, I wasn't in my um, physical body, but I still had the same feelings, just like I do right now. It's like if somebody was to pick you up and dump you in hell right now, you reason and feel the same, except for you don't have a, a physical body. But I remember. Like I said, having the knowledge that I didn't have to be there, that um, and and every horrible feeling that you could think of being on me all at once, like tired, I was tired, I felt insane, I felt sleepy, I felt hungry, like it, it was like all of that all at once, like experiencing every horrible feeling that a person could feel emotionally all at the same time, but the main feeling was knowing I was going to be there forever. Like I was never going to stop feeling horrible. Like it was just terrible, but that's what I recall. So I wasn't burning. Like I wasn't physically burning, but I do believe that there's parts of hell that people physically burn. I believe there's levels to it and there's different parts of it. Um, so that's what I have been studying, but I plan on getting even more and more into my word. And I highly recommend that you do too, because so, so that when people say things, because again, this page that I saw this one recently, it was a Christian, a quote unquote Christian based page. And as many likes as it got in comments, I was like, mm, did anybody either bother? Because I was reading the comments mainly because I wanted to see if somebody else pointed out, but that's not what that scripture says. Because I've done that before with, on pages where they'll post things, and I'm like, you don't say that. And then I'll put what it says. Sometimes maybe I get removed or blocked. I don't know, but um, I wanted to see if anybody else noticed it, that it didn't say that, and they didn't. Because it felt good to them, they just ran with it, and that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people run with, with, with what's told because they like what it says. They don't care about the truth. They just care about feeling good. So we need to not be like that. We want to be on the side of right, and we want to be making sure that we know what God's word says so that we know what it doesn't say. 
we want to make sure we know what God has to say about subjects so that when subjects present themselves, we know what our stance is. We're representatives of Christ. Your personal opinion has nothing to do with it. There was a pastor recently well-known, well-loved, well-respected, who gave his opinion about homosexuality. And it caused an uproar. And it caused people to question their stance on it. It's like, your opinion about it doesn't matter. What does God have to say about it? We, we don't have the power to right a, a sin. That's arrogant. We, we don't have that type of power. You're here to represent the kingdom of God. You don't get to override and say, well, uh, I can't bless. I don't have the ability to bless something that God has said is wrong. I, I don't have that ability. I can't bless sin. No matter how many people I love that practice that lifestyle or, you know, I, I, I still love the people, but I can't, I don't have a way of pardoning sin. I, I don't have that ability. And so we need to know what, what our stance is. And if you don't want to say the stance, then you need to really get with the Lord because God hasn't given us a spirit of, 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 of fear. And, and included in that, when you break it down, is it's, it's cowardice. We can't be cowardice about what God's stance is on things. We need to be saying what God says because that's who we represent. Yeah, you might have your own human opinion because we live in this world, but we're not, we're not of it. We're in it, but we're not of it. But, yeah, you, you, have, you take compassion on things, and you try to be understanding, but your stance got to be what God said. I, I, again, if God says it's wrong, it's just wrong, period. People be trying to do right. I had a conversation recently with somebody. And that's just lifestyle is not godly. And, and, and this person is spinning their wheels and genuinely frustrated and trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm like, have you prayed about it? Because, you know, this, 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 and this. But they're trying to make their sin work for them. Mm, it's not going to work. That's like me chopping you at the knees and telling you to go run a marathon on your feet. You're chopped at the knees. You don't have feet. So you you can't. And I'm not talking about a workaround and adding a prosthetic. No, I'm talking about me chopping you right at the knees and then telling you to run with your feet. And I threw your feet away. It's not going to work. And that's what a lot of people do. They're trying to make something work that's not designed to work. They try to pardon sin. and Oh, no, because this is going to work. No, it's wrong, period. If God says it's wrong, it's just wrong. doesn't mean that you don't love people or take compassion, you know, or pity or whatever. doesn't mean that you don't have feelings. But you got to die to self. It's nevertheless not your will be done, but but what God's will be done. Just like on your job. You might not like some of the things that your job does, but you represent your job. You try to overstep or override, you're probably going to end up calling the unemployment office and requesting a a weekly check. Because you're there representing that company, and they have rules and guidelines. And it's no different as a representative of Christ. God already created the rules and guidelines. And you trying to say something otherwise is not loving people. You love people, you, you give them the truth. You love your neighbor as you love yourself. The common denominator is love. I can't say I love you if I'm going along with your madness and I know where you're, where, where you're getting it wrong and I'm not saying nothing. And you're coming and you're seeking 
because you're trying to figure it out. Because like with, you know, the friend that came to me about it, I had to like point point some things out in love, not in a, you know, you're wrong and not in a judgmental, but in love because I hate seeing people struggle. I, I don't, I like to see people win, even if I don't like you. So how much more do I want to see people, you know, see people win that I care about? It hurts me when I see people not winning in life because I know that Jesus already paid the price for them to win, for them to have life and life more abundantly. Because he knows the plan that he has, plans not for their harm. And yet here they are spinning their wheels, foaming at the mouth, trying and trying. I see people really genuinely trying and trying to figure it out and not realizing that it's because they're not doing it right. Whether they believe in God or not, they're still not doing it right. And so we as believers, we need to know what the word of God says, and that's the stance that we take, period. I'm not here representing Tanisha. I'm here representing Jesus Christ, the Son of God, fully God, fully man, who came to die for all of our sins who rose again on the third day, who defeated death and took back the keys of death, who's gone on to prepare a place for us, who's left us with the Holy Spirit. That's who I represent. And so when I start to hear all this stuff, Lord, what you got to say about this? And I don't care how I sound. I probably was sounding like no alien a couple weeks ago, talking about how they're going to come out with the aliens and the mermaids and all that. <laughs> Here they go, come out talking about them. Yeah, we've got non-human stuff and intergalactic things and spaceships that's being, being hidden. Because one thing about God, you, there's nothing that he don't know. So he's going to use his prophets, he's going to use his people to tell the truth so that when they try it, we're like, oh, we already knew y'all was going to do that. I'm not worried about that. Some people are really freaking out about that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's aliens. Aliens. Okay. If there are so. What's that mean? Like, they're, they're defeated, too. Just like the rest of the demons. So, just be prepared. Um again, for the craziness that's going to come about. Don't be afraid. Get into your word. Get into your word. Get into your word. Please. Please. And 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 cultivate that relationship with God and get very close. Because even, you know, in the upcoming days, months, years, even some people who are, like I said, recently the respectable um highly known pastor that came out saying some weird stuff. You know, there might be a time where people that you love and respect are saying some some weird stuff that don't line up to the word of God. And you need to say, okay, you know, of course we always pray for them, but you need to like back off if if, if they're starting to go down that slippery slope of contradiction of, of what God says. Because if you think the enemy's not going to use 
you know, established leaders, you're sadly mistaken. He is. Everybody that's preaching ain't called. And just because they, they're preaching and, 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 and lives are being transformed, that's not a reflection of, of them. That's a reflection of the word. The word doesn't return void. It's the, the power is in the name of Jesus. The power is in the blood. You can still eat a fabulous meal on a broken plate. It's the meal. It ain't the plate. So, yeah, the, the enemy has people planted into ministry. And nobody's suspecting anything because people's lives are changing, but their lives are changing not because of that person. Their lives are changing because of the name of Jesus. Just because a, a leader is corrupt don't mean that the person is now corrupt that's under them. Now, they could be corrupted in the sense of in getting false teachings, but if they are sincere and they're reading the word and they're taking the word serious and all that, and they're, they're, they're going to see the change and transformation because they sincerely are serving Christ under some, you know, person who's doing it for fame or whatever. But God is going to even reveal those people. Because like I said, everybody that's preaching ain't called to preach. Preaching is not a, a something that you choose. That's that's a call. You can't just wake up tomorrow. I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start church to be a preacher. Now, you're not called for that. No, what you need to wake up and do is say, you know what I'm going to do is ask God what does he want me to do with the life that he's given me. That's what you do. Because, yeah, you can have good intentions. Somebody might have good intentions. They see preachers and they see, they see them as life changers and, you know, all that kind of stuff, and they want to do that, but that ain't what God calls them to do. So even though their intentions are good, they're being disobedient because they're not asking God or doing what God called for them to do. Do what God told you to do. Just because you do doing something good don't mean that that's what God wants, has called you to do. That's why the scripture is going to come, you know, going to come to pass where people are going to say, but I was casting out demons and doing all this in your name, and Jesus says, depart from me, you wicked, I never knew you. Because one might ask, well, if he never knew them, how was they able to cast out demons and do all this stuff? Because the blood, the name, the word of God is true. It's real. It's got power. But a person could be preaching the word and casting out and doing all this stuff and, and don't know Christ. And those are the type of people that the enemy is going to try to use in these end times to try to deceive the, the believers. We saw it even during election time. People was being, you know, sincerely saying, well, God said this. God ain't said that. No more than a mouse said it. So it's up to you to make sure that you, you are hearing God. It's cool. God uses people, of course. He uses people. He uses all of us. We are his, his, his vessels. But don't be relying on not, no, no one person or relying on man. You, you best be having your relationship with God for yourself. And, and trust in that, trust in God. You, you better be getting into your word. It's great to have to, to, to go to churches and all that or have ministries online and all that kind of stuff because that's what we're, we're leaning more toward, where, where things are more online on phones and all that kind of stuff. And it's great to be plugged in. But you best be reading that word yourself, too, to make sure that what you're being taught is the truth. You best be going to the Lord and saying, where do you want me plugged in? And always doing a check with the Lord and making sure that you where you need to be and trusting what you feel when God is telling you something ain't right. At one point, I was going to church, 
um, a, a local church when, where, where I used to stay, the city I used to stay. And all of a sudden, I felt like I should not go to that church no more. Strong. Now, I did not have any issue with the church. I mean, we, there was a prior incident that, that had hurt my feelings, but it wasn't anything that made me not want to go to the church. And there was even some stuff that I didn't like, like the begging. You know, I, I don't like when, when, when churches beg for money. Like you should be a cheerful giver or, or try to guilt you. I remember one time they had a whole PowerPoint slide presentation of if you don't give your tithes, this is all the ministries that's going to suffer and all the people around the world that we help is going to suffer. And I was sitting there like, are you serious right now? Like for real, you're trying to guilt people into giving? If the Lord wants a cheerful giver, who are you to try to take people's money begrudgingly when the Lord don't even want it begrudgingly? Like stop. But even that wasn't enough. Like, those were incidents that had happened years prior. But I felt so strong to stop going to the church, stop going to that particular church. And I trusted that. And I still remember the Sunday that I normally would have went was the one where the Lord, mm-mm. So started going to a different church. Do you know that at the time, because we haven't told the full story about what has happened, what, what went down with Terrence and his um, ex-wife and all his court stuff. We're still waiting on some things that um, God has promised us that he's going to do. But just to give you a little example, she was stalking me. And unbeknownst to me, she had found out the church I attended. And that same Sunday that the Lord told me to stop going to the church, she started going to the church. How I found out was my son and my daughter-in-law at the time were working at the church, and they saw Terrence's children in, in, in the children's ministry, and when she picked them up, they recognized her and told me later, hey, guess who we saw at church? And then I got a postcard to my house saying, you know, like, it was like a visitor. It was like one that they send visitors. You know, they, they'll, they'll try to get your information, they try to plug you into the church, and it was one of those so glad that you visited us, but it was under Terrence's name, but it was to my address. So it's almost like she wanted me to know that she was there. She didn't know that my son and daughter-in-law worked there. She didn't even know what they looked like or anything at that time. But I trusted what I trusted what I felt. I trusted what God was telling me. So I didn't have any, you know, I could have reasoned like, oh, I don't have a problem with leadership or the church. Are we good? You know, there's people, you have people make mistakes and all that. And I'm good. And, and no, God was telling me what to do. Because he knew that there was something going down that was sinister. And so he got me out of that situation. And from what I was told, she went for a while and she said she would always be looking around and stuff, probably looking for me. But I was not there because the Lord told me to stop going. He didn't tell me the reason. He just said, stop going. And that, that particular Sunday, don't go. Like, starting now, don't go back. Plug me in with a different church. So it's very important that you know the voice of God and that you're doing what God tells you to do because you might not know until after the fact why he's telling you to do what he's telling you to do. But had I not had that closeness with God, I would have still been going, I don't know what would have happened. That lady was off her rocker. So I, I really don't know. But I know that I trusted what God told me. 
And even though it didn't make sense, I'm like, okay, you want me to stop going to church? And somebody could have reason why would God tell you to stop going to church? He didn't tell me to, to fall off the face of the planet. He didn't tell me to, to not be part of the body of Christ. He didn't tell me to stop praying and, and listening to the word. Or he, he just said, stop going to that church. He didn't say that church was bad. He didn't say it's a wicked ministry. Stop. He didn't say that. He just said, stop going. And so as these days go on, we need to be knowing what God is telling us. So again, it's great to, to listen to people. It's great to be plugged in the ministries. It's great to go to church, all that kind of stuff, of course, because we shouldn't forsake the gathering. And, and even when you're, this is a gathering. But in addition, you need to be having a strong relationship with God himself. You need to be knowing that word yourself, even though you're being taught, right? It's great to be taught, but you need to be reading it outside of that too. Study to show yourself approved. Know what it says so you know what it doesn't say. And if the Lord ever does say, hey, I don't want you to be a part of this gathering, group, ministry, church, whatever, then do what the Lord tells you to do. The obedience is going to be so key in these upcoming seasons. Some people are really going to suffer because of lack of obedience. And the lack of obedience, they're going to justify it because oh, that doesn't sound right. Why would God tell me? I've been going to this church for years. I'm, I, I was part of, you know, children's ministry and yada, 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 blah, 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 and whoop, 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 and disobedient, disobedient, disobedient. That's all it, it sounds like. That's all it's going to translate as. People will be disobedient with very good intentions. They will rationalize themselves out of what they know God is telling them to do. Some people are dealing with people they ain't got no business dealing with. Some people are part of jobs. God done told you to quit that job. How long ago? And you still there. Oh, because my pension. Whole company's going to fold in the next month and you worried about a pension that you're not going to get anyway. Bypassing the opportunity that God is trying to take you to. Like, know what God is saying to you in the little because you really going to need to know what he's saying with the big. And how do you get to know God's voice? Some people say, well, I don't know if it's God or not. One of my sons says he struggles with that, my teenager. I said, just like you know my voice, if you you heard my voice out in the street, you would recognize it. That's my mama. What is my mama doing here? What is she doing here? Because you know my voice. Why? Because you know me. You talk to me. You hear me. So you know my voice. It's the same thing with the Lord. The more time you spend with him, the more you get to know him, right? So then you, you when you know somebody, you, you, you know them. So then you know it's God because you know him. And, and, and sometimes it is trial and error. When I was a baby in Christ, I thought every thought popped in my head was the Lord telling me this. And I know he was sitting there like, I did not, absolutely not. But okay, she's going to learn. And I did. I learned when it was flesh and I learned when it was the Lord. I learned when I didn't quite know. I, I, I learned how to fast. I learned how to be desperate for his face, desperate for his voice, his, his guidance, his leader, leadership, his direction. I learned early on, I, I don't, I don't want I, I to stir this shit. I would crash it against the rocks. I learned early in my walk that when I try to do it, when it's my big ideas and all that, it, it don't work out the way I want it to work out. 
I had to learn that. And guess what? Even when I crashed and burned things, God still worked it out for my good. So don't be stuck like a deer in, in headlights. Oh, because I'm not sure. Do something and trust the Lord. Know that he's going to get you where you need to be. But in the meanwhile, you're, you're learning. Allow yourself to be human. You're learning and you're growing. But that's what, what's at your goal is, is, is I'm, Lord, my goal, I'm trying to get to know you. I'm, 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 I want to get closer to you. I want to know what your word says. So don't use it as an excuse. Well, because I don't know, so I'm just not going to do nothing. I'm just going to sit on my hands because even that's not, you know, that, that, that's not a God. Sitting there doing nothing. Well, let's do a uh, group prayer. Then I'm going to start answering some calls. Let's see how many of you guys are in there. There's quite a few of you. I was still clicked on that article, so I didn't even see the switchboard. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for another day. We thank you, Lord, for your, your grace and your mercy and your love. We thank you for your guidance and your direction. We thank you that you didn't leave us comfortless. We thank you that you didn't leave us ignorant, that you, you gave us the Holy Spirit to comfort us and to bring us into all truth. And, and we have your word that teaches us about how to live, gives us wisdom, direction, teaches us about you. We get to know you even through reading your word. And we are so grateful for it that we're not just wondering, trying to get it figured out, that you've given us instructions and directions. And, and you're a living God. You're a God who speaks to us. You're a God who says that if we ask, we, we, we'll receive an answer. You're a God who tells us that you desire to bless us. Just like we desire to bless those that we love. How much more do you desire to bless us? So, Lord, we just come to you asking that we would draw closer to you. Now, we will desire your word above, every, above everything. We're, we're, we're so used to being entertained and, 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 and go about focusing on things that, that really don't matter. In the grand scheme of things, help us to to desire your word, to desire your face daily, to 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 know what you would want for us to do in each day that you give us, because we're not entitled to any days. You give us each day, and and help us to maximize our time. Our our time is our most valuable gift, and one that we never know when it will run out. We can gauge our bank account. We can't gauge our time. So help us to be good stewards over our time. Good stewards over the word that you've given us. Time will come when people won't be able to read the word. Or it'll be forbidden. It'll be banned. Let us take advantage of the fact that we have the word of God. We have books. We have digital means. We have where we can listen to it. Let us take advantage of that, not take it for granted. And Lord, let us be obedient and walk in obedience. If we've been disobedient, Lord, we just repent and ask you to forgive us and, and, and get us on the path that we need to be. And we're so grateful that even despite our mistakes, you love us and, and we love you and, and, and you'll make it all work for our good. But help us to walk in obedience, not in logic, not in facts, but in obedience. So Lord, let me decrease as you increase. Speak to your people and give them what they need tonight, Lord. We 
We love and honor you, and we pray everything in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, so 8 o'clock, quite a few of you. Let me pull my notepad up. And get your name. I'm just gonna. I'm do like Randy on Wednesdays. Get your name and get to the next person because I want to get to all of you, especially since we missed last week and um, tonight. I was gonna literally because I haven't eaten or anything. I haven't eaten my dinner yet, and it's eight o'clock. And um, I was kind of running around like a chicken with my head cut off even before I came on the show. That's why. It, Maybe if you called in, it wasn't showing that a show was scheduled. Um, but I was like, I'm just going to talk about the alien thing and then wrap up the show. And the Lord was like, no, they, no. No, you have a gift. I need, I need you to use it tonight. I really need it. And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, it's not for me to say how I'm going to be used. I'm, I'm, I'm your instrument, Lord. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm literally starving. <laughs> but I'm, I want to get to everybody tonight. So I'm going to get your name, pray for you, and get to the next person. All right. So first caller is say uh, 910709. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Sylvia from North Carolina. Hey, Sylvia. How are you tonight? All right. And you? I'm doing good. All right. I'm going to mute you and pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Sylvia. Father God, I thank you for uh, the supernatural strength and the supernatural health that you are uh, uh, giving her even right now in Jesus' mighty name. Um, one of the songs I played tonight, Sylvia, is called uh, By a Stripes, a beautiful song about um, the healing, um, right? About we know the scripture, by a stripes, we are healed. But uh, when I heard your name, that song just like popped in my head again. I love that song. Um, so I speak healing in, into your body. I speak healing into your mind. Um, I speak healing into your hands and everything that you place your hand to. Um, Lord, thank you that you're making things right, um, things that have not been right, that you're making things right in Sylvia's life, whether it be something physical or something spiritual. Um, but, but, but you're making it right. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's good. Next, 240482. Uh, this is Valerie from North Carolina. Hey, Valerie, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. All right, let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for Valerie tonight, Lord. I just thank you for, for, for things being very clear um, and, and you using her to clear things up. It's like when people go to court, right, and People think, oh, you know, you go to court, all you got to do is tell the truth and, and justice will prevail. Well, that's not true, right? And I'm not trying to sound jaded, but it's just absolutely not. You, you have to have an attorney that makes things very clear, right? It has to paint a very good picture. And all, all attorneys are not created equal. They just were able to pass law school and pass the bar. But there's different skills that people possess, which makes different attorneys you know, uh, perform different. It's not just about having a law degree. It's about even the person, the skills, and, the, you know, that adds to uh, how an attorney performs. But an attorney can really paint a very clear picture 
um, to a muddled situation so that when the jury hears it, it, it clears things up. And that's what I'm seeing, Valerie, like God's going to use you to clear things up, things that are muddy, things that, you know, might look a certain way, but he's going to use you to clear up, no, this is what's really going on. And he's, and he's going to clear things up in your life, too, like things that are not clear right now. Um, when things aren't clear, you, you, you can't really see it for what it is, right? If, I, if my windows are dirty and I look outside of them, I'm, I, I don't really see what's outside the window clearly because it's dirty. So I'm like, is that some of the dirt I'm seeing? Is, you know, but once I clean them, now I can see things clear. So it's like things are going to be cleared up um, in your life, and God's also going to use you to clear things up based on, like, how you present it, how you say it, how, how you word it. Because, again, I've, I've seen some bad attorneys, and I've seen some good ones. And a lot of times it's, it's speech, it's how they speak, it's how they present it, it's how they paint the picture. It's like, you know, all artists ain't created the same. I've seen some beautiful art. I've seen some that I'm like, mm, that ain't your ministry. Words are just, it's like a form of art. You could paint a picture with words. And, and all artists aren't created equal. So, Lord, I thank you for the, the clearing things up for Valerie and you using her to clear things up for others. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. That's good. Uh, next is six eight two seven three eight. Who am I speaking with? Yes. Last name is Lashawn from Texas. Hey, Lashawn, how are you? I'm great. Awesome. I'm glad you called in tonight. Let's pray for you, Heavenly Father. I thank you right now for Lashawn. I thank you for you roping, roping her in. Um, it's, it's kind of like sometimes we, we, we get a little wild on some things, concepts, beliefs, um, and, and, and the Lord will rope us in. And, and, and we can mean well, right? We could really mean well, um, but sometimes we can feel a little wild on some stuff. And, and I see the Lord roping you in, roping you in so that you're very close to him, um, so that when, when other things are trying to, like, distract or get your attention, that's not even worth your attention that you're you're roped in, so you're not going to be giving things attention that don't need your attention, because there's all sorts of stuff that goes on. There's all sorts of things. Everything don't need your attention. You know, uh, it, it's time for some things to not have your attention, and 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 God's going to reveal that to you. Sometimes we we do focus on the wrong stuff um, with good intentions. But it's just not worth giving the attention to. I had to learn that. There were some things that I was really focusing on, well-meaning. And the Lord was like, yeah, no. Let's, no. That's a waste of your time. And it's not worth your attention. This is what I want you to focus on. Um, and when I did that, I, it, I didn't realize how the thing that I was focusing on was causing me so much stress um, and anxiety and actually um, affecting my health even. Um, so I was really, I was really glad that the Lord redirected, but that's what I see him roping you in so that some things that you're focusing on and giving attention to that you're, you're not going to give it attention. Um, and it's going to change things. You're going to see like your whole environment change from the inside out. So thank you for that, Lord. Let it be done in Jesus name. Amen. Next is two, five, one, two, two, nine. 
Hey, Prophet Tanisha. This is Sarah. Calling from hey, Alabama. Sarah. How are you tonight? Hi. All right. Well, let's pray for you. Glad that you called in tonight. Lord, we thank you uh, for Sarah, Father God. I thank you for just um, her really leaning into you and really leaning into the joy of the Lord, the joy, knowing the joy of you, Father God, that the joy of the Lord is her strength. And uh, Sarah, I see you really getting very strong um, because as you lean, the more you lean into the Lord, the more joy you're going to experience and the stronger you're going to feel. But sometimes we just have areas where we, you know, sometimes we even have seasons where we feel very weak. Um, And one of the best things that we can do when we feel weak is lean in (laughs) to the Lord. But I see you really leaning in, like leaning, 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 leaning. It's almost like uh, how they say uh, John, uh, like how he was, they called him the beloved one, right? And he leaned, he leaned on the Lord and he, laid his head on his bosom. He just there was just a closeness. Um and, and that gives you that gives you joy. You know, imagine you really just laying, just putting your head on, on the Lord's chest and him just, you know, maybe stroking your hair. You know how joyful that is to feel that? It's like you're gonna feel that. It's gonna make you strong. When you really know how much God loves you and that he's cradling you and that he's rubbing your head and, and loving on you, yeah, you feel strong. You know, that's why kids like to do it, little kids. Like little kids, they love to jump in your lap and lay on you and you to rub their hair and rub their backs. It makes them feel so good, and it makes them feel strong, especially when kids having a rough day. Um, that's one of the things I, every last one of my kids would do that, especially when they were having a rough day. They wanted to just lay up on mom and me to just rub on them and rub their back and rub their hair or rub their shoulder or whatever, and they would feel so much better. I didn't even have to say anything. Just them leaning on me and feeling, feeling mom's love, right? And that's what I feel you're going to do. You're going to feel our father's love, just leaning on him and getting that joy, that joy and feeling that strength because that's how it's going to feel. It's going to feel like you're just being cradled and, and rubbed and, and loved. That's just so loving. It's like a loving gesture. That's why kids love it. You know, when they lean on their parent, their parent just kind of rubs them. My kids all have loved when I patted them on top of the head. You know, some say, oh, that's like something you do with a dog. For me, it's a loving gesture, you know, especially when they're small, you know, and they're, and they're next to me. I, would, I just had a habit with all my kids of patting them on, on the head when they were next to me, um, and they all loved it. But when you feel the touch of, of a person who loves you and the closeness, there, there is a strength that you feel because you feel safe and loved. And that's what I see with you. God is Gonna, you're, gotta, you're, you're really going to lean in and you're going to feel safe and loved. And that's going to give you joy, which is in turn going to give you strength. Because you can't stop a woman who feels safe and loved by, by, by the God of the universe. You can't stop a woman who feels safe and loved by, by, by Jesus who, who came and died. You can't. So you're going to be unstoppable. So let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. That's beautiful. Next, 734-672, who am I speaking with? You there, 734-672? Are you sleeping? Okay, well, I'm still going to pray for you. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for 734672. Thank you for the illuminated path, making things um, very clear, making making the path very straight. Um, sometimes we, we, we're, we're stepping and we, we feel like, okay, am I doing the right thing? Especially when things, we, we step and we're like, okay, I feel like this is where God wants me. And then it's like not working out. And then, so then we're like, okay, is this really where I'm supposed to be? Or did I think I was and I wasn't? But I see God illuminating the path, like making it very clear. Because I've, I've had those times, several times in my life. You know, people say, oh, if it's of God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel good. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to, everything's going to be, no. And every, no, there's no, if it's God, there's no definite of how it's going to roll. Joseph was where he needed to be. He was in a, in a whole prison. You know, so no, it's just knowing what God is telling you to do and, 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 and following him. You know, sometimes it feels good, sometimes it doesn't. But there's a peace that you have when you know that you're in God's will. And and I, I, you're going to feel that. So even if you don't like it, you don't like where you are, you're going you're gonna to feel that peace and you're going to endure and you're going to keep doing what needs to be done because if God has you there, you need to be there. If God has you there, that's where he wants you to be used. And so we don't, we don't, we, we, we walk by faith, not by sight. So we don't care what it's looking like. We care that by faith, this is where I need to be because God is using me in this place. Um, but sometimes, yeah, we, we do, sometimes things do get a little rough where we're like, wait a minute, is this really where I'm supposed to be? And so we might get off the path, not just because we don't like where we're at, but because we're really wondering if maybe what's going on or how we feel is a sign that that's not where we're supposed to be, but God's going to ease that and show you you are where you need to be, illuminate your path so that you, even if you don't like it, you're confident and you do what needs to be done while you're there. So we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Next person is 504282. Who am I speaking with? Hello. It's Nicole from Louisiana. Hey, Nicole. How are you tonight? I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Nicole. I thank you for just uh, preparing her. Um, it's like, uh, I think I gave you this word before, but I'm not sure. Um, but it's like the Lord is preparing you for great wealth. Um, and yeah, you need to be prepared for that. You know, some people say, oh, no, if I become wealthy, I'm going to be level-headed. I'm going to, no. Now, you might be level-headed if you get like a little bonus at work or, you know, something like that. But great wealth, mm, any of us can lose it for a little bit. But I see God preparing you um, for great wealth. And, uh, it's almost like God using you as a, like a distributor of, of wealth for the, for the body of Christ. Because, uh, you know, things are going to change in the world. Um, some of the resources that we have now will not be available. But God, God knows what's going on. God is, God is always preparing his people, and God is always looking out for his people. So where some people might have in the past been able to go to, you know, the bank or, you know, do this, that, and the other, he's going to give wealth to, to some of the body of Christ to, be, to give people what they need, you know, to keep things going and all that kind of stuff. So, of course, it's for your benefit too, but it's, it's, it's for the benefit of the body. But I see God really preparing you for that to where you'll start having a heart for certain things and you'll be like, well, that requires money for me to do that. Well, that the money's coming. Right now he's just giving you the heart and, and, and so that it becomes a desire 
of your heart. Um, so, Lord, we thank you for, for the preparation of the great wealth. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Next is 828989. Hi, it's Jennifer from North Carolina. Hey, Jennifer. How are you tonight? I'm hanging in there. Well, I'm glad that you're hanging in there. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you right now for Jennifer, Lord. Thank you for easing easing her mind. Um, I thank you for just uh, really letting her know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to their purpose, uh, according to your purpose. Um, it's all going to work itself out. God loves you. Um, that's first and foremost. Um, God sees you, right? He knows what you're doing. He knows what you're trying to do. He's there. And sometimes we just, you know, we kind of feel like we're, 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 we're punching the air and we're not making progress, and we really are. You know, sometimes the progress is just right where we are at, and we're looking for something tangible, but really it's just the obedience. Sometimes we're in a, a period of like a, a holding, um, but for us, it brings about frustration because we're like, well, it feels like I'm not moving or it feels like I'm not making progress. But no, when you're obedient, you're making progress, period, because God is, is, is using that holding period to develop uh, patience, right? Patience is powerful. Patience is very powerful. Do you know how many people miss out because of impatience where they were right there? like right on the brink, but their impatience got the best of them, and now they've missed out. Like patience is, is very powerful. Let's look up something real quick. Look up scripture on patience. Sometimes it's like, I'm tired of being patient. Mm, that means you don't, you're not there yet because you're being impatient about patience. So Okay, so let's go to James 1.3. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Now, that's not the one I wanted. That's a good one, too. I thought it was a different one. Hold on. There it is. Still in James. Okay, so James 1.4. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. So I have everything, like, highlighted here in James 1. Because endurance, um, that's having patience. So let's start with, let's go James 1. Let's just read 1 through 6, okay? James, the bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 Hebrew tribes scattered abroad among the Gentiles in the dispersion, greetings, rejoice. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials, be assured that through testing of your faith, through experience, produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of your benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom and faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea 
that is blown about and tossed by the wind. So he's teaching us about patience, right? Endurance, patience, and what it does. Let it let it lead to spiritual maturity and inner peace. So sometimes we we feel like we're 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 stagnant or we're we're in a holding season, but God is really using it to build your patience, right? Which which is giving you endurance, which leads to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Because we feel unpeaceful, but he's like, no, just stay right here. This is going to give you the peace. Just, just wait. Just wait. Wait, wait, wait. And the peace will come because you're letting that endurance, you're letting that patience have its perfect work. And it's going to bring about a maturity. And it's going to bring about peace. So just know God loves you and, and he's doing a work like you're, you're where you need to be. To like put your mind at ease. Because we'll start, well, a lot of times we're, our mind is not at ease because of our own thoughts. It's not God saying, hey, you're wrong, you're not doing it right. No, it's us. Because we're trying to gauge it based on external circumstances. But, but we have to just trust God and just trust God. He loves you and he knows what you're trying to do and he knows what you're doing. Let patience do what it does. Let patience do what it does and just trust God and just know his ways are not like our ways, Right? Thoughts are not like our thoughts. So trust that what he's doing. He's doing a good work. So we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is 251342. Hi, this is Latrice from Alabama. Denise. Hey, Latrice, how are you tonight? It is well. And you? I'm doing great. I'm glad that you called in tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> no, that's right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Latrice, Lord. We thank you for using her as a as, as a, a sword, a sword, um, just like your word is a two-edged sword. Um, we thank you for using her as a as a as a beautiful sword um, to to cut things off of people that don't need to be there. You know, some 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 things just won't be removed easily um, from people. Uh, and I thank you, Lord, that you're using her as an instrument of truth. To, to cut things off of people so that they, they so that it won't come back. Um, Latrice, that's what I see you. I think I think I gave you a word about God using you in leadership or something like that before. Um, but that's what I see. I see God using you like a sword because we're his instruments, right? We don't get to choose how he uses us, but he does. He uses as he sees fit. But uh, I see God using you to cut things off. When, when When things have to be cut off, that means that it's on there pretty tough. Right, because if you, you can, like, if somebody's got some dust on them, you could you could blow it off. Right, somebody's got a piece of lint on them, you could just pick it off. But when something is cut off, that means it's it's on them pretty tough, like it's it's, it's attached to them. Um, so I see God using you as a sword to cut things off of people that don't need to be there. So these are things that that are attached to the person, and that they very well may be attached to as well. Um, but just because they are attached to these things, mentalities, mindsets, strongholds, doesn't mean that they will stay attached. Um, let God use you as he sees fit, say what needs to be said, um, because uh, God's going to use you to set people free. So, Lord, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. That's beautiful. Next is 225-270. Who are we speaking with? Hello? Hi. Who am I speaking with? Jacqueline Cover from Louisiana. 
Hey, Jocelyn, how are you tonight? All right. Awesome. Glad you called in. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for Jocelyn. Father God, we thank you for, for the, the reward of, of her obedience. Um, I see like you, you, you just really are obedient and you just trust God no matter what, even when things don't make sense, even when things are getting crazy, that you really just trust God. And some people take advantage even of, of how you trust God. You know, some people see that, that a person is, is really a person of faith and they'll try to manipulate and say, well, God told me this, or, or what would God say? Or try to, like, take advantage of their kind nature. Um, I see God really rewarding you, though, for um, your obedience to him, for your dedication, um, for, for your trust. And, and, and for those who, who have tried to take advantage, you know, God, God is dealing with them. God will deal with them. Um, that doesn't deter you from being who God has made you to be. You know, when you're naturally kind and look out for people, then that's just who you are. Somebody's always going to try to take advantage of that. But God, you know, God deals with, he sees everything. There's nothing, there's no such thing as people getting away with things. It's just, that's a lie. I think it's one of the biggest lies of mankind is thinking you can get away with something. I tell my kids that all the time, that there's no such thing. Um, So we don't even focus on it. Pray for those people and, and keep it pushing. But I see God really rewarding you for your obedience and rewarding you for your your dedication to him because despite it all you you're still here still trusting still believing still hoping still praying still seeking um and 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 you're going to you're going to you're going to benefit you're going to be rewarded so thank you for that in Jesus name amen next 608960 Hey Shannon in Wisconsin Hey, Shannon, how are you tonight? Good. Awesome. Glad you called in tonight. I haven't spoke with you in a while. Lord, we just thank you right now Thanks. for Shannon, Father God. We thank you for uh, just the the, uh, the mysteries being unlocked. Um, Shannon, I see you kind of like the guy I was talking about earlier, um, No Alien, the guy who I told you when I was, I probably was 21, Back then, where this guy was telling us about this stuff that God had revealed to him, and I mean, here we are all these years later, and stuff is really starting to come to pass. He probably looked very weird and kooky to a lot of people, but I, I, I instantly believed him um, when he said it. I, I never thought he was a weirdo or a kook or a quack. I'm like, no, what he's saying is true. I, Spirit of God in me. Um, it's like, you know, they say the Holy Spirit bring you into all truth. The Holy Spirit confirmed that's true. Um, and I see God unlocking some things, uh, mysteries in, in, in you. And sometimes when you know things before other people know things, you feel a little weird, but it just is what it is, especially now that we live in a society that calls everything truthful, conspiracy theories and tin hat foil people. Um, but I see God really making things very clear to you, um, unlocking things that are mysterious. Like you're going to know things. Um, before other people know things, and, and sometimes that's 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 rough, but you're going to start to trust more and more how God uses you and how God speaks to you as things come to pass. So, Lord, we thank you for it. Thank you for um, breaking off the shyness, breaking off the uh, the insecurity um, off of Shannon, and, and and giving him the boldness that he needs. Um, to, to do the work that you have set before him. So let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Next, 704-492. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Dustia from Canada. 
Hey, Dastia, how are you tonight? Good, how are you? Doing good. Haven't spoke with you in a while. Glad you called in. Thank you. I'm pray for you. You're, you're my last one. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for Dastia, Lord. We just thank you for the divine protection, and, and, and I thank you for the connection. Um, I see you really getting ahead, uh, Dastia, not, not because of, of anything other than divine connection. Like God is really going to connect you with people that's going to get you ahead. Like things that, that normally would take a person 10 years might take you two months because God is really going to send connections, divine connections to get you ahead. So don't, don't be worried if you feel like you're behind on things. Like, oh, I should be here by now, or I should have been here, because you're going to still reap the benefits of, 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 of what you, where you could have been right now. Like, you're going to even be further because of connections, and they're divine connections. So I see protection and divine connections. So, Lord, we thank you for the divine connections with Dastia, Lord. Send people to uh, elevate him. Send people to uh, favor him and love on him and get him where uh, you desire for him to be. Let him not be worried about uh, where he's at currently or, or, or feeling like, oh, I'm behind or I need to be further. No, it, it, it's coming. You're going you're gonna to spring him forth where he's going to be way ahead of, of his counterparts. It's not even about comparing to other people, but some things just in life have scales, um, like education and um, experience, things like that. And so those things are great, but God is going to, elevate you. So where somebody would normally be in your position, you're going to be way ahead of them. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Yay, I got everybody. I'm so glad. Thank you all for calling in. I'm going to eat something. (laughs) Be sure to call back. Randy uh, typically prays over everybody on Wednesdays after he gives um, a a message. The call-in number, call back at 845. Hit one. It's 319- Five two seven six seven three seven. So I love you all. Always praying for you guys. And again, get to your word. Cultivate that relationship with God. Till next time. Good night.